and welcome to the Overflow podcast. My name is Craig Booker. The title of this week's episode is I Can't. A lot of the material for this week's episode was inspired by Craig Rochelle's book, The Power to Change, Mastering the Habits that Matter Most. Note, I will talk a lot about mental health, but please note this is not a substitute for therapy or mental health care. I am not a counselor or physician. If you need help with mental health challenges, please find a qualified mental health professional. The title of this week's episode is I Can't. We've been deep in this study on the power to change. Uh, We just finished section four of Craig Rochelle's book. We're starting section five. And this section was titled God's Power, Not Willpower. Taking a deep dive into habits, and a lot of us have been working through starting new habits, trying to maybe eliminate some old unhealthy habits. And so a lot of us should be kind of in the thick of this trying to make changes. And we're we're rounding out the last section of Craig Rochelle's book. And we're talking about the importance of tapping into God's power and not relying on willpower. So Craig Rochelle begins this section of the book by telling a really funny story about a, a 35-year-old woman in Ness, Kansas, who got stuck sitting on the toilet for two years. And she sat there so long that her skin started to grow around the toilet seat, which is really gross, uh, but really funny too. Uh, And it, it said that her boyfriend brought her food and water each day and would ask her to come out every day. And each day her response was the same, and it would say, maybe tomorrow. And, you know, I, I think to some extent, we have all been that woman. We have all gotten stuck in different capacities, thinking that maybe tomorrow will be different. May, you know, regardless of what that is in our lives, maybe we're not sitting on a toilet for sure. But you know, we've been stuck in a situation where we hope it would change, we wish it would change, we want it to change, but we, we just find ourselves day after day stuck in the same place. So you know, this could be some examples. You could be feeling stuck in a job that you hate. You could be stuck spiritually hoping to take things to the next level in your walk with God. And maybe you're overweight and in poor shape and you're stuck in that pattern of unhealthy habits and you wish it to change. Or you're desperately wanting to stop yelling at your kids and have a better relationship with them. Uh, maybe you want to spend more quality time with your spouse and really get back to dating your spouse. Yeah, and, and you just don't know how to make it happen. And so, the, you know, the big question we have is how do we get unstuck? How do we get unstuck? How, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of wanting to make these changes, but for one reason or another, we can't seem to get out of the pattern that we're in. And that's kind of the focus, I guess, of this section that we're talking about is how do we make those changes? How do we get unstuck? Um, and you know, after this story, Craig Rochelle goes into talking about, let's take a look at the story of Paul. Many of you might be familiar with the story of Paul, uh, and his journey, but uh, for just for context, he was a Jew, he was Jewish and strongly against Christianity and following Jesus, like early on in his life, like he was starkly against it. He was persecuting Christians. You know, I, here I put, he went from persecuting Christians to being a pastor. And so, you know, not to get too much into the thick of a story, but 
a lot of the Christians that were following Jesus in the way of Jesus were scared of Paul when he started coming around and acting and and doing things that a pastor would do because they knew of his history of how he persecuted and uh, tortured Christians. And so we're going to read from Romans chapter 7, verses 15 through 24 of the New Living Translation. And so this is Paul's account in, in this section. It says, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does. So this is, you know, this first section, this is Paul's struggle with sin and trying to make changes. So he's really a great example of someone that's trying to make changes in his life that we can draw from. Uh, continuing on, it says, and I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Uh, it says, I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. The power, This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? So here, you know, Paul's account, we can really see the struggle that he's going through and just how miserable he is in this process of trying to make changes uh, to be more like Christ. Um, so it's just a great parallel to what we are doing in our lives as we try to make changes. Uh, let's see here. I have uh, it says we can all relate to Paul because he was confessing that he was dying inside. Paul wanted to do what God wanted, but he was stuck in patterns of sin and wrong thinking, bad habits, and addictive behavior. He had tried and tried, and nothing had worked. So, you know, as I was saying, Paul's story is so relatable and relevant to what many of us uh, are today. And you may wonder or think, why was Paul stuck? Uh, and then again, you know, we have to ask, why do we get stuck? Uh, and here's what we've learned and from our study so far. It says it could be we put do before who. So we are putting what we're doing before who we're becoming. Uh, we try instead of train. Uh, we hope for change instead of starting and stopping the right and wrong habits. We do occasionally what we should do consistently. These are all lessons that we built on throughout this study, and these are you know, putting them into perspective of why we may be stuck. Craig Rochelle says we stay stuck because we rely on willpower instead of God's power. In his book, it says the problem with my situation and, and probably your situation is we mistakenly believe that we can do it, that we can on our own make the change that we want to see in our lives. And the truth is, is that we can't. 
uh, you might say, now, wait a minute, Craig, this is not very motivating. I mean, you're not really helping me feel encouraged, lifting me up. This is really kind of a downer. And uh, just bear with me. I'm going somewhere with this. That I know the truth hurts sometimes to hear, but I, I really am getting somewhere. So just bear with me. It says, far too long, you and I go about trying to do something in our own power. And maybe you're trying to quit a bad habit and you say to yourself, I can quit whenever I want. You know, we've all heard that person when they're confronted with their bad habits or lifestyle and someone says, well, why don't you quit this? And they say, well, I can quit whenever I want. And, you know, you probably heard that from someone. They believe they can stop whatever they're doing at any time. And tell me if this rings true for you. Maybe you aren't trying to quit something. Maybe you're trying to lose weight or get in shape. Uh, you insist you could lose those extra pounds if you tried. Uh, after giving it your best for 28 days, you you lost a lousy two pounds. Uh, so Friday night, you decide you deserve a nice meal after working hard all week. And Saturday morning rolls around and you hit snooze thinking, I've gone to the gym regularly for 28 days. I can sleep in a little. And suddenly you find yourself back into that old routine. I mean, you did really well. You lasted 28 days, right? You know, maybe you're you're not trying to lose weight, but hopefully you can relate to this scenario is that you try really hard for a good amount of time. And then one thing leads to another. One, you know, one time you're justifying, you know, I deserve just a little bit of reward for my hard work. And then the next thing you know, you're back into your old habits. So the question is, what do we do? Like, we're all trying to make changes. We've gone about learning all about making new habits, stopping habits. Like, what do we do here? Uh, and so in a study, researched, researchers discovered that willpower is a limited resource. Uh, in Western culture, it's very common to talk about willpower. I, I don't know if that's the common uh, thing throughout the world, but you know, this concept of willpower, of internally being able to motivate myself to do whatever it is I'm trying to do or stop doing, that's what we're talking about here. So it says, if you try this process again, this process of losing weight, right? Uh, most likely you'll end up in the same place, adding more guilt and shame to your struggle. And this eventually leads you to make statements like, I always screw up. Maybe you call yourself a loser or a failure in your head and you start talking negatively to yourself. In verse 24 of Romans 7, it says, Paul slipped into the same shame cycle when he cried out in Romans 7, oh, what a miserable person I am. And it's important for us to realize that willpower just doesn't work. Uh, like I said just a second ago or a minute ago, it it's very limited and it's very unpredictable willpower. And with Paul's next words, uh, Paul asked the tortured question, who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Like, you know, you may say Paul's being a little overdramatic, but really you can see the struggle he's going through. So uh, we have uh, exercise for this section. It says, as you work through this exercise, consider the progression. After feeling stuck long enough, we can feel dead. 
after we feel dead long enough, we can feel shame. After we feel shame, we give in and give up. So there's the progression. And it says, be honest about the depth of any places where you feel that things can't change. This is where it really applies to our brain health or mental health is let's be honest about these areas and think about this. It says, uh, what about places in my life where I feel stuck? So it gives us this topic, gives us a blank to kind of fill in. Uh, next item is places in my life where I feel dead. Uh, that's the second one. And then third, we have places in my life where I feel shame. So the first progression is maybe we feel stuck in something we're trying to change. That goes on long enough and we start to feel dead, like we can't affect change. And then third is we start to feel this shame internally. And this shame is where a lot of uh, negative uh, thought patterns arise of really talking to ourselves in a way we would never talk to other people. Uh, the principle for this section is you think you can, but you can't. The passage of scripture is Romans 7, 21 through 23 of the New Living Translation says, I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. The power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. That's all for this episode. If you would like to receive updates about future episodes of Overflow, head over to overflow.community slash subscribe. Remember, no one should face anxiety or depression alone. Join a growing community learning about brain health and following Jesus. For more information, head over to overflow.community slash connect.